Hi, my name's Hudson, and I'm a geoholic. Hello, geoholics, and welcome to Bad Elf's Point of Beginning, a segment specially crafted for the consumption of geospatial news, history, and technology. We hope you enjoy the content and perhaps even learn something. My name is Dr. Nick Smolovsky, I'm a geoholic, and I'm here to be your geospatial guide. As geospatial professionals, it is our job to understand how the world works in terms of shape, size, space, and gravity. Directly correlated to those geospatial topics is the concept of time. So what then is time? Google defines time as the progression of events from the past to the present and into the future. Time is also widely considered to be the fourth dimension of reality, a concept used to help define events in three-dimensional space. Furthermore, Einstein's general theory of relativity established time as being literally a physical thing. A physical thing that is part of a greater concept called space-time, which postulates that time passes more slowly as you get closer to massive bodies of gravitational force. So, as you can see, time is intrinsically tied to our geospatial profession. With that being said, on March 15th, the United States Senate passed legislation that would make daylight savings time permanent starting in 2023, most importantly ending the twice annual changing of our clocks. The legislation is endorsed by people encouraging longer days of sunlight and thus more potential economic activity. Additionally, proponents of the bill say it will lead to less seasonal depression. The measure is called the Sunshine Protection Act and was approved unanimously. The bill must still pass the House of Representatives and be signed into law by the president. So it's not official yet, but it sounds like it might be soon. So if you work long days scheduling your activities based around daylight, this news could be critical for your business. All I can say is you better keep up with those times. If you have any questions or comments about today's POB segment, please reach out to me via LinkedIn or through the Geoholics channels. And that does it for us at B2 Studios in sunny Texas. Live long and prosper, my friends. Hello, Geoholics. Good to be alive. Shoots is back. Bienvenue. Dude, so good to see Shoots. you, my friends. I am happy to be here. Oh I am happy to be alive, to be honest. Goodness. <laughs> I'm so glad our guest this evening is a Zeppelin fan. First time, if you can believe that, that we've used a Zeppelin song. I can't believe it. 120, 120 episodes for Zeppelin song. Yeah. Super excited. One of my favorite bands of all time. Um, subscribe to the Geohawks playlist on Spotify, as a matter of fact. I just looked at it. There's over seven hours of music on there, if you can believe that. And it's like the craziest variety. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. I think we have like 20 or so subscribers or followers or whatever. So if you're on Spotify, search for the Geohawks playlist and give it a listen. Um, With that in mind, I got to mention, yeah. Carol Pacey and the Honey Shakers played the Ostrich Festival this past weekend in Chandler. Okay. So they were, uh, I think they opened up for, I want to say Flo Rida. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that they were playing. Yeah. So a little yeah. difference in the music, but yeah. it was, it was a. Uh, Did you go see them? No, I oh. didn't. I yeah. didn't go out there. They're playing somewhere tomorrow, too. Uh, tomorrow being St. Patrick's Day. Of course, this is going to come out after St. Patrick's Day. But uh, yeah, big day tomorrow. Big yeah. day tomorrow. And big week next week. Do you know what that is? 
No. National Surveyors Week. Uh, that all that'll, next that'll week. thing. All next week. <laughs> so I thought of it just before we came on. I'm like, we got to do something for it because this will come out on Sunday, which is the first day of National Surveyors Week. So we're going to do a little contest. Okay, so here's the deal. Boy. For our, our super fans, they're going to know the answer to this right off the bat. So the contest is this. You have to email us at info at the with the episode that the phrase add value and make friends was coined. So if you know the answer to that question, that's fantastic. Otherwise, you may have to go back and listen to a few episodes, but email us at info at the with the episode number and who the guest was on that episode. And we'll take all the people that email us. We'll pull a random name out of the hat and whoever gets it's going to get a Geoholic stand pack with a hat, t-shirt, coolie, koozie. What do you call koozie? Coolie holder. It's a koozie. Koozie, okay. My wife calls it a coolie, and I tell her she's wrong every time. It's a koozie. It's a koozie. It's a koozie. Yeah, that's how I, I think that's how it was taught to me growing up. Um, my dad's like, get me a beer in the koozie. <laughs> <laughs> and now you do the same. <laughs> I do this well. Just yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I just ask Connor. <laughs> yep. All right, Connor, tell us about that opening number, buddy. Oh, boy. Reading's hard. So uh, Led Zeppelin, rock and roll. Led Zeppelin were an English rock band formed in London in 1968. Kent, were you around in 1968? I no, was. I'm just joking. Yes, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I was. I, I didn't just mean to date you there. Cut, yes. Huh? You were talking about your age last week, so yes. I thought maybe. Why? Uh, the group consisted of vocalist Robert Planet, uh, guitarist Jimmy. No. Plant. Oh, no. Plant. 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 Planet. Well, they, they before the show, they were talking about, oh, Connor's not going to mess these names up, and they're super easy. But Robert Planet, guitarist Jimmy Page, uh, bassist and keyboardist um, John Paul Jones, and drummer John Bonham, uh, with a heavy guitar-driven sound. They are... This guy is horrible. Get him off the dang show. Um... You got to practice from now on. I, I do. I do. Oh, that's funny. Uh, with a heavy guitar-driven sound, they are cited as one of the uh, as one of the progenitors of hard rock and heavy metal. Led Zeppelin are one of the best-selling right. yeah, best-selling music artists of all time. Their total record sales are estimated to be between two hundred to three hundred million units worldwide. What's a unit? Um, let's call it like a, an album? record or a record? an album. All right. Yeah, I know you don't know what those oh, are either. I only know downloads from my iPod. <laughs> hey, hey, CDs were a big thing, all right? <laughs> Rolling Stones magazine described them as the heaviest band of all time, the biggest band of the 70s, which is, nah, and the unquestionably one of the, <laughs> one of the most endearing bands in the rock history. Uh, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1995. Dude, I got to know, where did you go to college? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was, was it ASU? No. Oh, thank God. No, it's one of those. It's one of those things where uh, it's 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 really funny. I in elementary school, I was in gifted like three years advance. My I actually got asked to overrated. Skip, yeah, yeah. Skip skip like three grades. I didn't actually, but like um, I was in three years advanced math and then in remedial reading and writing. So I was never in normal class mm. except for PE. Wow. See where that guy. You're a numbers guy, huh? Yeah. I tried ones and zeros. You're a robot. By the by the way, Connor, you've been around long enough. The gloves are off. Oh, I, I so love it. We're I just going to make fun of you every chance we get. Didn't Led Zeppelin have like their own jet? Yeah, they did. Like a yeah. massive plane. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. I just remember that picture when I was a kid. Yeah, them outside of the plane that said Led Zeppelin on the side of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
yeah, like I said, one of my favorite bands of all time. Just, I mean, one of those bands that I just wish I could have seen live. You know, I mean, never got the chance to, unfortunately, and uh, I'm sure that would be amazing. You really think 70s, though? They're the best group in the 70s for rock? Oh, man, I would who, say, who would I them? mean... I would say so. All ACDC. their music was on they're the 80s. radio. You say that... They're okay. 80s. Yeah. yeah. The Eagles. Back in Black big, came out. Oh, okay, Andrew. I'm, yeah. I'm a big Eagles fan. Yeah. Yeah. They're not hard rock, though. Oh, okay, hard rock. Yeah. What about Sticks? Oh, yeah, they're mm. real hard rock. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lady. I'm, I'm not talking hard rock. I'm just talking rock. This says rock. Big, biggest, biggest band, band of, of the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that. I can I, throw I the Bee Gees so, sure. in there. Why, yeah. why the hell not? Was the Beatles the 60s then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. All and right. The, they came to America, I think, in like 62. Who's that? The Beatles. Something like that. Yeah. My father's going to be so disappointed. I was not around for that. No. No. I remember that because it's the year the Mets started. <laughs> mm. 62. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Diamondback Lancerving Studio. That's where we are this evening. Mr. Keenan. Here in freaking, it's getting hot out, boys and girls. And uh, <laughs> before you know it, it's going to be summertime. Not looking forward to that one bit. 88 degrees on when, on Saturday. Oh, yeah? But it's supposed to go down to 70 on Sunday. It's crazy, crazy time. All right, Another couple weeks on Sunday, not Saturday. Take All a right. Saturday off. Shout out to this week's friend of the program. Shoot, who do we got this week? We got Monson Engineering. Monson Engineering has been supplying the design build industry with the highest quality measurement solutions since 1974. They pride themselves in being your one-stop shop throughout all the phases of your project planning to completion. They provide the latest cutting-edge design build equipment, including Trimble and Spectra Precision GPS, Teledyne Optech 3D scanners, tiny mobile robots, automated layout, Dell Air, and DG, uh, DJI UAVs, and Topcon lasers. Monson Engineering is the leading supplier of products for the design build industry in the Intermountain West with offices in Salt Lake City, Utah, as well as Las Vegas and Reno, Nevada. Check them out at monsonengineering.com and be sure to let them know that you are a geoholic. Way to go, Shoots. That's a read right there. That's a freaking throw. That's how it's done. (laughs) Take notes, Connor. (laughs) Mic drop. Speaking of Connor, time for Connor's Weekly Words of Wisdom. Yes, Connor's Weekly Words of Wisdom. What do you got, my friend? Yeah, the better you are at surrounding yourselves with people of high potential, the greater uh, chance of success in all that you do. Who said that? Uh, I see Maxwell. Good guy. How did you know? How? It says it right here in front of me. I hate everything about it. You're supposed to take a shot in the dark. Oh, man. What a great quote, though, eh? I don't know. Yeah. Who's John C. Maxwell? He's one of those like motivational speakers. Oh, okay. Tony uh, Robbins. Tony, yeah, something like that. Just without the teeth. Yep. <laughs> Let's catch up the boys. Connor, what's up, buddy? Nothing much. I haven't been really uh, doing too much over the weekends. I'm, I'm getting excited for March Madness. Uh, there's an individual at our office, Sean, who has uh, built a a full workbook on an algorithm that he thinks is going to work oh for office efficiencies. He's got stuff, way too much time on his hands. Which happens to be the same type of model that I've taken this year. So, what um, the hell? <laughs> so it'll be, uh, it'll be yeah. a fun time. Um, but nothing too much. I'm excited for uh, sports to kick off. I saw that Von Miller signed with the Bills today. Did he really? Von Correct. Miller nice. signed with the Bills. Yeah. That's a good signing. Super Bowl. I'm taking him. Why not? I'm taking him. And they then have, uh, have a good shot anyway. Sleeper pick, uh, AFC North, uh, I think, is going to go to the Steelers this year. Yeah. You mark my words. Sleeper with Trubisky? Even with Trubisky? 
Oh, I think Trubisky's an upgrade from Big Ben and is Probably. a stud. Yeah, he can actually move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had Matt. He had Matt Nagy as a coach. All right, let's 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 yeah. remember this. It's Matt Nagy. All right, he no, breaks quarterbacks. But I agree. What's up with you, shoots? I'm back here in the, in the saddle, boys. Uh, sick last week. Apologize to all my fans. That I had to miss out. Uh, your uh, your chair, you. your chair missed you. My one fan out there, <laughs> the guy that can't read. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't even think my wife listens, so I don't. Have to <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that could be a good thing. Yeah. Oh, some nights, yes, yeah. very much so. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Uh, the wife and child went out of town this weekend, so I had the house to myself. You didn't even call me. We could have went out and you were, did you were some bachelor Pine. stuff. You were in Pine. You could have come to Pine. I saw it on Facebook. You're in Pine. You should have like, come eh, up. I'm not going to bother him. So I kept the dog and the fish alive. I was so proud of myself. Mm. <laughs> that, that was literally my only responsibility. Yeah. Keep the dog and the fish alive. What was alive. the lovely Carrie calling you like every couple hours? How's no. the dog? Have you fed the fish? No, I put reminders Did you take in the my fish phone. out for a walk? I put the alarm in my phone. <laughs> and, and literally reminded me at five o'clock, feed the fish, feed the dog. So You want to talk about oh, sleeping man. outside? If you mess with the dog, you're outside. And it's, it's a high pressure situation. She's 16 years old. No. So oh. Oh. She, she's not like spry by any means. So yeah. it was like, I literally took her to the vet the week before they left. And yeah. I was like, she just can't die while they're gone. The vet's like, we have ways to keep her alive. <laughs> They'll inch her along until they get back. But no, it's going yeah. well. Um, give her the painkillers. She's all good. She's, good. You know, like good a, to hear. Like a pup again. So good. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot. That's about talk, it, eh? Talk to Mark Taylor today. Hell of a guy. Friend of the program. Yeah. He said he hasn't had a drink since he left here. It's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to tell you I that. Had. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, other than that, uh, Chris Bryant went to the Rockies. Did you see that? Baseball's no, back. Oh, I did not see that. Seven-year deal. Really? For like $180 million or something. Yeah, ridiculous. good for him. Where do you think Freeman's going to go? Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to pay him. Yeah, uh, every, sure. All the other teams have moved on. You know, Rizzo's at the Yankees. The Braves signed that other guy. Was it Olsen? And then, yeah, the Dodgers are looking, and they have the pocketbook. Yeah, for sure. So, it's going to happen. I'm excited. Baseball's coming, boys. It starts tomorrow. It's, it's literally the best time of year. I, so. would agree. I would agree. What's new with you besides uh, going up to Tiny yeah, Pine? as you mentioned, was up in uh, Pine for the weekend. Uh, had a great time. Do you know Danny from Altera? He's one of the sales folks over there. I don't know if you ever dealt mm-hmm. with him. So, he's in an Irish band. And, uh, of course, up at Old County Inn, they had their uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration this past weekend. And Danny's band happened to be playing. Hmm, so I'm go. like, holy shit, there's Danny. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was good to see him. Yeah, and he's awesome. Yeah, their, their Irish band is amazing. Um, other than that, I uh, you guys know I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. So I just watched an episode. I think it was 1791. Is a number of the episode. And the reason I say that, it's I would love for everybody out there to listen to this episode. The guest was Sad Guru. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with this guy. I followed him a little bit like on YouTube and things like that. His his teachings and stuff like that are absolutely incredible. And this is a three hour long episode with this guy. Most of Rogan's is R. Is R R. R. Um Reading's hard. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> this is like one of those episodes that almost, I don't say changed my life, but it makes me question so many things. So I'm hoping that uh, 
a lot of people, right after you get done listening to this episode, of course, yeah. well, Geo tune into Joe Rogan. Rogan exactly. And listen to episode 791 with Sad Guru. And check out this guy's videos on YouTube and stuff like that. It really will make you think. Was it 791 or 1791? 1791. Just clarifying. Yep, making yep. sure. So check that out. Let's get out of this. What do you say? Well, Hold first, I want to say oh, I want to say oh thank you. Goodness. By the way, everybody, yeah, Go ahead. yeah, because you said thank you to me last week. I yeah. want to say thank you to you. Okay, I went to the Suns game. Hopefully, a a future guest came with me, David oh, yeah. Pratt. Yep. Um, awesome game. I mean, we lost, but awesome tickets. So I appreciate awesome. you uh, extending that offer to mm. me. Had a blast. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. David Pratt or Dave Pratt? Like David Pratt. Radio guy. Yeah, it's him. It's his son. Oh, okay. There you Which go. his dad is also a big podcaster around town that I mm-hmm. found out. But yeah. his son's like one of my best friends and a uh, great dude has a band around town. So yeah, we'll, we'll have gotcha. him on. There you go. See I you. might have to do a jingle for us. <laughs> that would be amazing. Now he's a listener too, so he's going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> he's been on like, his dad's been on a few radio stations around town when I was growing up yeah. here. Yeah. I, oh, I his dad's name. a legend around yeah. here for some reason. I, well, yeah. not for some reason. He's a legend. Yeah. That's what he is. <laughs> but yeah, what were you going to say, Shoot? Sorry. Did the uh, Irish uh, band play the unicorn song? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. What? How, how would I know? I don't know the unicorn you song. You don't know the unicorn song? No, they played like the rabbit song or something. I don't know. Green alligators and long neckies. This, these guys, back camels these and guys, some chimpanzees. No, these guys nothing. aren't, they're not, they don't, they're not like a joke. They're, they play like real Irish music. That's a real Irish <laughs> song. The Irish Rovers played it. That's why, like, I grew up on that one. As an Irish man, I've never heard that unicorn no? song. No. And then when you, like, they say, like, the, they have, like, the, all the motions. And then when they say the unicorn, you're supposed to hold your beer bottle up on your head. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if that happened. Yeah. I was, like, I was probably, like, six Guinnesses in at the time. Okay. So it may have happened. I don't know. <laughs> Guinness is only 4%. You're fine. <laughs> I know. It's like drinking a pork chop. That's what Lovely Megan says. All right, let's get out of this. Are we ready? We are ready. All right. Our guest this evening is Laura Newbro, uh, born and raised in Chicago. Yep. Yes. Yes. Another Chicago. I know you guys are talking about Matt Nagy. Those are them are fighting words at our house. <laughs> Talk about killing your quarterbacks. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Terrible. He's right. Terrible. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, Laura is the founder of LNHR Consulting, a fractional human resources and payroll solution for businesses of all sizes. With her twenty plus years of experience, she has helped businesses develop and implement custom, efficient, and effective HR solutions from scratch. Her passion is culture and inclusion with a focus on diversity programs to enrich the employee's experience. Excuse me. As a wife and a mother of two boys, you can find her at the football field, the soccer field, the track meet, the pool, and, of course, enjoying her favorite Chicago-style pizza on the occasional date night. What's your favorite Chicago pizza? Salerno's. Salerno's. Hands down, Salerno's. They, they got Lou Malnati's now. I Gilbert. know that. I know. And I love Lou Malnati's. That's a very different pizza from Salerno's, but Salerno's, Wrecker in Guadalupe. Yeah, it's right by my house. Yeah. That's the original one from Berwyn where my parents dated. Oh my goodness. Yes. Wow. Yes. I'll have to call them up this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. We need to go shoot. I owe you like three Freaking lunches, the, probably. The Mets were decent this past year. They they treated me well. All right, let's do that. <laughs> In our bets. That's, we're, we're, we got to make a date. We're okay. going to do that. Maybe we'll bring Laura with us. Okay. What's I'll your, go with. Sounds good to me. <laughs> What's your thoughts on Portillo's? Love it. Love it. Love yeah. it. However, in Chicago, that's my second favorite beef. My first favorite was from Paul's. Mm. Paul's. Paul's Legendary. Had, they had about 
12 inches of an Italian beef. They would put the beef in. They would put Sorry. the cheese on the top. Child. It's amazing. I wish I wish bigger, you The bigger, the better, people. Let's just be real. The bigger, the better. Almost off the rails. Mm-hmm. I wish you would have met John at our old at our office before oh, yeah. you left. They would have gone at it I for just sure. struggle calling it Portillo's. It's Portillo's. We're no, in Arizona. No, 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 no. It's Portillo's. It's Portillo's. The no. first time I saw it. And this guy was like, you're an idiot. No, it's Portillo's. Nobody How about says uh, that in Chicago. Gene and Jude? Love juice. that with the fries on oh, the hot dogs. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You got to stand there if you want to eat it there. Mm-hmm. You have to stand. Oh, yep. for sure. Is, so is good. Rosati's yeah. a Chicago style? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Not as good out here, though. Not no, as good out the here. recipe's different. I don't know. Something, the water, something. I, something. I don't know. But how come Salernos can get, can get it right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There was, I don't a, understand. There was a New York place in Gilbert that recently. Recently closed, Casanova Brothers. Oh yeah, that was pretty Their good. Their stuff was yeah. awesome. You know I don't who know else if they is trucked good? in the water or what? They might have. I thought that they they did something with their dough. I know that the. There was like the secret stuff, and it was in the dough, not the sauce. Yeah. However, Buddy's is also a really good one. I heard Buddy's with is a, really with good. With the Z. Yeah, with the Z. <laughs> yeah, they have a couple locations, too, but that's a good one. But you can't compare all those pizzas, like, one to another. Those are completely – each one is so different that if you told me to pick which one's my favorite, like, I think my heart would melt. Yeah. Like, I can't pick one that isn't. Yeah. Favorite. There's a time and a place for <laughs> every piece pizza. of pizza. It's freaking delicious. <laughs> exactly. I could live on it. That's true. I could. Uh, did you have Aurelio's in Chicago? Do you remember that one? No, I don't remember that one. It was a smaller one. Yeah. And Roberto's was another really small one. But yeah, Baroni's um, too. They had a couple of those. Yeah. yeah around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Lou's out here. Lou's is my favorite for sure. Yeah. Lou's is good. My parents. So, funny story about the Malnati's. Um, Lou Malnati was my uncle's confirmation sponsor. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, my family was actually super close with the Malnati's. My mom, all the time, she's talking about Mark Malnati's on the yeah. TV in <laughs> Chicago. He's on the TV. <laughs> you know. See the guy that says, you got to have the sausage. <laughs> I think he is. So, but yeah, when you get, when you kind of get into those roots you realize how connected those pizza places no were with uno's and somebody stole mm-hmm. the recipes and opened up gino's and something about the cab drivers if you're a cab driver then you get a discount at gino's forever because somebody stole the recipe i don't know <laughs> so something about the recipe that was stolen yeah uh, i went to ago. high school with one of the rosati girls oh did you really mm-hmm. oh yep. my gosh that's yep. funny crazy yeah they that's a pretty big franchise and i played little league with mike portillo Oh, you did? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Look at this name dropper. Oh, yeah. She started it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I know the Salernos. You call Ross up right now. <laughs> my cousin's brother's uh, uncle's yeah. child. Uh-huh. We can, that's what people from Chicago do, though. Yeah. We tie everything into how you know somebody, yeah. and, and it turns and out. And food. And, food, and yeah. everything is literally like, yeah, my cousin's friend in six, six degrees of separation at all times. Totally. Yeah. That's awesome. Kevin all right. Bacon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I say that all the time, all the time. Before we jump into the uh, content, um, we do an icebreaker. Yeah. So this, what was the worst style choice you've ever made? Oh, gosh, the 80s were just a very interesting, the best. Time. interesting time. So I'm going to go with the straight hair with the permed bangs. Oh, yeah. And then you took one side of the bangs and kind of stuck it straight up and hairsprayed it with Aquanet. You know, Aquanet. Aquanet. My mom had hands of that stuff. Yes, and it kind of, the purple or the pink kind? The the pink. I'm colorblind. I have no idea. Oh, (laughs) well. So we got to write it on there? (laughs) So I had, um, so my mom always got the pink kind, but I really liked the purple kind. So when I could buy my own, I got the purple kind Uh, and everything kind of went on a slant. So it was basically like a giant, like, ski slope on the the curls, but just the bangs. We look back and we're like, why? Yeah. But 
look it, at every other picture in that yearbook, and everybody's got the same oh, yeah. exact exactly. hair. Hey, Terrible. Yep, it's the times. Yep. Terrible. You it was the time. Then. It honest to God, people <laughs> were asking me where I went to get my bangs done. So Connor, besides the shirt you have on right now, hey, what hey, was hey, your? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> this is, is my a, style, is by the way. Is that a Bahama? A Tommy oh, Bahama? Strictly Tommy Bahama. Strictly Tommy Bahama. Strictly Tommy Bahama. All leisure, all the time. I always ask. My, my family always asks. Oh, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like. Bahamas. I, I will wear you'll you'll see you'll see in the office. I wear Tommy Bahamas all the time. Yeah. It's a quality uh, shirt. If I could if I could wear Tommy Bahamas and like the Callaway golf shorts, which I just found at Costco, magical. Um <laughs> I would wear those every day. Every day. Good Costco <laughs> shorts with a hundred and forty dollar Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, it all yeah. equals all right. Hey, it doesn't yeah. have to make hey, sense. Hey, it's yeah. you know, on a budget. I splurge, I, splurge with, I splurge with my Tommy Bahamas and then everything else that I wear from everything Tops else has got to like go. 14 14 dollars from yeah Walmart <laughs> yeah, and Walmart. Costco. Yeah. Basketball shorts, you know. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Worst uh worst style that I've done is the uh polo with the chino shorts and the sperry's in college like my first mm. year thinking that I was some kid from, you know, yeah. Mantucket or whatever. You're going yeah. on a boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like I was going on a boat, but other than that since then I've Basically had the same style, same hair, yeah. same everything. Mm. I just kind of keep right it on. consistent. I have the same pair of pants. I buy Lululemon pants. Oh. And I have uh, three. No comment. What? What's wrong with Lululemon pants? Fancy. I, I just, just want to go back for a second. Did he call it Mantucket? No, uh, no. I, I thought the same thing for a second. I was like, uh, I may no. have, I may have. I, I gave it, I gave him the benefit. I gave him the I benefit. I meant Nantucket, and I think I said, man, there. man tuck it. I had a little man water. I'm like, he was looking at you shoots when he said that. Yeah, well. well. I'm a man that doesn't tuck it. Nope. Untuck it. That's your style. Yeah. Yeah. I, wear, I wear the same pants. I, I, have, I have the three, I have like four different colors, and then I have three pairs of each color, so. If you see those same pants on, I, I'm, I switch them. Amazon. <laughs> no, Lulu, Lulu. sadly. Okay. Yeah. Just learn what you like What's and up? you do it. Yes, exactly. That's what I am. Hey. What's up, Shoots? Um, it's a toss-up here, boys. I used to wear a bright orange fleece mm. when I lived in New York with a brown hat, so my parents called me the Great Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> that one was pretty bad. Bullying at its finest. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. from my parents, of all people. Built character. <laughs> and then when I was in high school, I decided it was a good idea to dye my hair bright green. Did you really? And then I wore, like, a visor with it, like, coming out of it. It's like those hats with the fake hair. Yeah, I had that for real, about? though. Yeah. He thought he was going to be in, in sync at one point. I had, I had my Mets visor with my hair just green wow. as shit. Oh my so that was when my dad started calling me a highlighter. Oh, so, okay. Know, yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. You know, hell yeah. of a dude. That's what parents are supposed to do. That's their job. Uh, now he does it to my son, and I'm like, thank God it's not me anymore. Oh, that's so Bill's funny. character. That's funny. What about you, Kent? I, uh, I'm sure oh, there's God. a list here. There probably is. I'm going to go with uh, parachute pants. Oh. With a uh, button-up shirt, little skinny leather tie, and the members-only jacket. God. Two years wow. that was all in, in all school. in one <laughs> yeah. all in one setting. Yes. Wow. Yes. <gasps> Woo. Yeah. And the other thing, and then in college, I remember like uh, remember like rolling up your jeans. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. With the yeah. white socks, yep. that you kind of crunched. Yep. 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 That was a good one. That what was a good those one things, too. The pants that the football players used to wear, Zubas or whatever. I'm not sure. Those like tiger stripe looking ones that mm. were different colors for your football team. Yes. Those yes, were yes. horrible. Yeah. Those are pretty bad. Yeah. yeah those are bad. Uh, short, short lifespan. Thank goodness. Yes, but they were I around. They, I think they're making a little bit of a comeback. Are they? Yeah. Mm. 
you know, retro. So now it's everything, cool. can, everything makes it now it's hip. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the stonewash parachute jeans? Oh, geez. no, I did not have those. You could no. even roll mm-hmm. those at the bottom. I mean, that's yeah, like kind of everything in one right there. No. <laughs> did you have a mohawk at the time? Uh, no, did not have a mohawk. No mullet? A mullet? No. No, a little uh, bit of a mullet. Mullet, yeah, yeah hair was sure. long in the back for yeah. sure. Party in the front, <laughs> business in the front, party yep. in the back. Yep. Yeah, but that was standard earring. issued at the time. Yep. You had to have a mullet if you didn't have a mullet. Mullet and an earring. Cool. And why did the mullet make its way back? Oh, I love it. I'm no. <laughs> Are your I'm kids out. asking for it? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I know mom's gonna you say no. No. I, try, I tried to talk my wife into it, and she was just like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> no. No. Why not? It's hilarious. No. <laughs> Just no. No, but my one son has the completely shaved head mm. except for the top. And the top is like super long and he's constantly nice. like flipping it out. And he's asked me to dye the bottom part oh. of it green. So here we are no. back to the she highlighter. Tell him not to do it. I allowed it. <laughs> oh. I allowed it. Look, these are arguments I'm not willing to have. Ar- other arguments I'm not willing to have is about your socks, mm. your underwear, mm. your clothes, or what you're wearing into the pool. Oh. I just draw the line. Otherwise, all I all I would do is argue. You're just gonna be yeah. So he can be a long. highlighter. Fine. <laughs> remember sure. like remember like the shaving and then you part it in the middle. Yes. Why? Oh yeah, I had that one. Oh, that was bad news. <laughs> Blew that one as well. Yeah. Any pictures of this shoots? I'm sure I did. Oh, you yeah. got some up. My parents used to buy me the worst glasses when I was a kid. Like these big round gold frames. Drew Carey glasses. Oh, they were horrible. <laughs> I look at the pictures and I'm like, I, I tell my wife, I'm like, throw them out. But I don't now they'd see be that. in. If you had them now, they'd be in style. No, totally in style. Yeah. I don't wear glasses. I have contacts through and through. I'm traumatized from childhood. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> wear contacts every single day. Oh yeah. my god! I've goodness. known you guys like I've known you a decade. I've never you've never seen me. In I've glasses. never seen in glasses. Yeah. No. Hmm. Nope, nope. All right, let's get on with this. All right. So our no more uh, poor fashion choices. Um, Laura is a SHRMCP. Yes. Tell us what that means. So we call it SHRM. I figured you probably did. Yep. I didn't want to overstep my bounds. Yes. And what that is, is the Society for Human Resources Management. And the certification Mm -hmm. is a certified professional. So that involved... um, Mm -hmm. In-person training, I had to go several days over the course of weeks. I mm-hmm. had to study at night, and then there was an exam involved, the whole thing. So mm-hmm. really a fun experience when I went to do the exam. It was at one of those places where, you know, maybe engineers go to take their PE or yeah. nurses go to take their exams as well. So I got there, didn't kind of know what to expect, mainly because I didn't read the what to expect, you know. Kind like of like, like Connor. Yeah, busy, busy, busy. Yes, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good, whatever. So I got there, I had to lock up my purse. They basically like wanted me for um, like metal or electronics or anything like that. They they made me take my earrings off and inspected my earrings wow. for cameras. I don't know what that was about. It's like you're going in the psych ward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so everything had to get locked up, which, yeah, go take a test, right? So the test, it was... It was a long one wow. for sure. And it's completely silent in the room because everybody, of course, is, you know, taking whatever exam. So I'm in there and I'm just getting to the end of patience. And we have all these scenarios and I've got to answer all these questions. So I, you can break the test up. You can go and do terminology and go back to the next scenario and do this, that, and the other. So it tells you right then and there, when you finally finish the exam, you know if you passed or not. Yep. And now I'm like hot. I'm sweating. I'd put headphones on because somebody was breathing and I could hear them. <laughs> and I'm like, is that guy tapping his fingers? Somebody tell him to stop. So I'm trying to just be cool. So I press the button and I swear that thing circled for five minutes and I'm waiting here for my result. And yeah. I'm like, 
it's sweating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Straight yeah. up sweating. It's like a pregnancy test. It Only worse. <laughs> only worse. Those are at least faster. Yeah, they're, they're 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, and you already know you're in trouble if you're taking that. <laughs> you're already in trouble. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, and I'm like, okay, it comes up green. You passed. And, you know, you can't make any noise because everybody else is testing. So I do this, like, over-exaggerated, no-sound if it had a sound, it would go, mm. <laughs> like, yeah. And it was just like, mm. but they oh, saw me. Great. So they see me on camera and they came in and came and got me and whatever. And like my cheeks were red. I got in the car. Like I had this just big smile on my face. I was just so glad it was over because it was, it was just really intense. When they sent me the materials, it came in two boxes. I swear that the books combined is like 25 pounds. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So flashcards, whatever. I was just so glad that it was over. But you just learn so much in doing all the stuff in person, and even even just the connecting with the other people who are going through the same process. Um, you just learn so much from other people, and you hear all these crazy scenarios, things you wouldn't even think of, and then eventually in your career, something similar comes up, and you're like, you know what? That gal at my training who had been doing HR for twenty years, who is now getting certified you know what? She had something similar. I'm going to call her and kind of see what she did. And, yeah. and sure enough, you know, you just build this huge network and you rely mm. on your friends. Sure. Cause Sherm's it's like, like the like standard. Like yeah. Yeah, mm. it is. It is. So yeah, it's recognized. Of course um, it's international. Oh, so I was just going to ask you, is it a national yep, thing? Okay. Yep. It's, cool. it's a pretty big organization. <laughs> is it different from state to state at all? Or is it just one exam? Um, the, the exam is the same state to state, but of course your local labor laws are always different state to state. So that's something, you know, that you take an oath that mm -hmm. when you're going to get certified and you're going to, you know, be an HR professional, that you're going to be aware of the state, local state and laws. Okay. Yeah. So how in the heck did you get interested in human resources? Which, oh. by the way, of course, is our theme this evening. Yes. You wouldn't know it by some of the things that have been said so far. But. No. But, but <laughs> first of all, we're the off the clock. We're off the clock, and we yeah. are friends, and yeah. we are having a conversation outside of work, and, right. and so okay. I'm not being paid for this. So this is fun. I am also a person. So we can continue to bust Connor's balls about not being able to. <laughs> you go right ahead. Okay. I'm not I judging. don't even know her. <laughs> yes, right? So this is it. Okay. We're just here. We just don't even know. So so super funny story. Um, I have made the joke, which now I need to update the joke. But my joke has always been, um, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I would be in HR and I would be, you know, have my own HR business and I would be consulting in human resources, I would have told you you were out of your mind. <laughs> no. Nope. People? Yeah. No. People yeah. problems? No. So um, my, just like Connor, I am also a math person. So I was in college. I went to college for to be a math teacher, mm. believe it or not. As you can see, I am doing a great job at teaching math. <laughs> really, really good. My sons would disagree with that, <laughs> but um, I wanted to be a math teacher. I wanted to teach high school math, so I kind of went through the program. I did my student teaching, and I was like, oh, um, there's like 30 kids that belong to other people in this room, and they change <laughs> Once an hour, and then you get another set of, like, 30 kids that belong to somebody else, yeah. and there's only so no, much. You. Yeah, I was out. So I had um, 
I had, through a connection, um, kind of settled in from like an administrative role. And uh, the gal that I had known, she was like, hey, come work for me. It'll be fun. I was like, okay, whatever. So came to work for her and she was kind of focused in human resources. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Except there was always, you know, these troubles and whatever. And I'm like, no, never doing that. Never doing that again. So um, she had gotten a new position over at this company in Chicago called On Call Interactive, which was just an awesome place to work. Talk about fun culture. They had um, pool table. They had soda for everyone. Everybody loved coming to work. And in Chicago, one of the things that I absolutely loved about this organization is that you had flexible hours. This was back in 01. You could work 9 to 5 or you could work 10 to 6. That was pretty progressive at the time. And anybody who's sat in Chicago traffic and for an hour and a half to go 17 miles could really appreciate that. So little did I know that what I really liked about that organization would be something that I took very seriously in my HR career, which is company culture. Everybody loved working there. Everybody recommended other people to work there. I want to tell you, 25 people that company was, it, it was probably started from three of them wow. and everybody else was a referral. Hmm. So what does that tell you? You like coming to work, you're going to have your friend come to work. Who would have known at the time? So from there, I moved out here. I had met my husband. We met, funny enough, on a blind date in Las Vegas. That's another story. Um, we did the long-distance relationship. He's also from Chicago. He's a White Sox fan. I'm a Cubs fan. Our children are also divided as well. The cooler one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> my favorite child is a Cubs yes, fan. Yes, <laughs> my, my favorite child, the chosen one. No, no. So, But it's kind of funny because their personalities, like, totally one – is a Cubs oh, fan so and the other one's totally a White Sox fan. Like yeah. you can just see it. So um, we did the long distance thing for about a year. I moved out here, uh, took a job. I actually wound up in the engineering with an engineering firm in the a AEC industry. And it was kind of funny because I had taken this job I, I kind of took a temporary job when I was out here first and the culture sucked. It just sucked. They were cutthroat. They were stealing clients from each other. It was just not where wow. you wanted to work. So I lasted a year there. You know, we had bought a house and I was just kind of trying to get settled. So I had gone over to this engineering firm, really liked the gal that I interviewed with. And once again, it was the culture, right? Everybody was, you could tell once again, people had, oh, my brother's cousin works or whatever, you know, my brother's friend's cousin works over here. And yeah. this guy works here because he knew this guy. I absolutely loved that. So I had started with this organization and the company that I had left with the terrible culture. As soon as I gave my notice, they said, well, you can just go. And I was like, okay. Mm. So I called this company up and I said, Hey, they just told me that I could go. I know you guys need help. How about I start early? Yes. Let's do that. So I started early. Well, the week that I started early was the last week of what would eventually become my mentor that I worked for for 10 years. Mm. So she had left. She went to work on the SkyTrain project. And um, I kind of chatted with her. I just thought she was really cool and what whatnot. So we continued conversation. And she said, hey, I've got a position for you. Because I told her I really love math and I was going to be a math teacher, whatever. So she had a position for, um, it was project controls on the SkyTrain project. So I went over, I kind of walked through, here's this project office of this exciting project. Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport is going to get a train. And at the time it was going to be a tunnel. So I'm mm. like, this is awesome. Mm. So I go over, kind of meet with everybody here. Once again, is this amazing culture, amazing culture. So I go over there, I work with her. She mentors me for years, teaches me everything I need to know about <coughs> 
project controls and these large projects. I'm in my 20s. I think I'm hot shit because this company has me. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> we're, we're Let me get it all out. Now. Let no me way. get it all out. <laughs> I ain't editing that out. Yeah, no. <laughs> so... I just think I'm the shit, right? So I'm on I'm on airplanes. I'm traveling for projects that are over $5 million. I'm in my 20s. I'm standing toe-to-toe with, you know, project managers who have been doing this for years. And I'm like, wow, I'm pretty damn cool. So continue that. But as the economy, you know, we had the Great Recession. Engineering projects, as you guys know, those large projects, usually they're kind of pre-funded or that money's kind of set aside. So during the recession, we, we still had work, but it kind of caught up kind of as the economy was kind of coming back to normal, right? So the work kind of slowed down. So there weren't $5 million projects anymore. So I had kind of talked to her about that. And I had at the time, two little kids, I was driving an hour and 15 minutes to 24th street and Camelback coming home, getting home. My little one was like six months old and I would feed him and he was going to sleep. That was all I was saying. And I'm like, this isn't working out. So I worked with them. I helped find a replacement for myself. I kind of went part-time for about six months, found a replacement. And that was when I met, um, the, the company that I had previously worked for, which was very much entrepreneur, right? So I met the owner of the company. He's like, this is what we're doing. It's like eight people. We don't have an office. We're at a park. And I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do it. He's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I know accounting. Uh, I can figure out social media and marketing, I guess, you know, figure stuff out. So I start with this organization. We're eight people. So the company continues to grow, continues to grow. Next thing I know, you know, people, once you get to a point, it's really interesting. And I've seen this so many times now with these smaller companies. You get to like that 15 mark and you've kind of hired all your friends. And now you start hiring outside people now everybody needs to know what their job description is. Nobody knows the org chart. Everybody needs a title, which people are expecting that those are very normal things. Your culture changes. So you almost have to start the framework to kind of set your culture in place before you can really start hiring people. in. so people understand the expectations. So we had gotten to that point and that was when I was kind of at a crossroads, either, you know, the accounting side of things, which I really started to hate, I just don't understand why you can't just put something in one bucket and not bring it in over here. Journal entry it. Sorry, Connor. But yeah, Connor. Why what can't you is with the journal it? entries? Hey, why? I agree with you. It's, I, it's there's ridiculous. A reason, just put it in here. There's a reason why I got a dual major in finance and accounting. Ugh. Just accounting for an educational standpoint. But, Ugh, uh, oh, it's man, terrible. I, I'm, there's a reason why I'm not a CPA. I, it's terrible. Out of all the students, I kid you not, out of all the students that we had in our class, there was probably, well, it was like 35 each classroom. And I would be in there and they would rate, every, teacher would come up and they'd be like, all right, so who here is going to take their master's degree and go get their CPA and 34 out of the 35 would raise their hand and then they would look at me and be like, why aren't you doing it, Connor? And I'm like, hey, because accounting sucks. That does not sound like fun. <laughs> yeah, depreciate. Yeah. Yes. No, Anyways. I'm out. Like, I was just totally out. Just out. Yes, I get so, it. So, yeah, completely. So, um, it was just kind of funny because my, my CEO at the time, who's a very close friend of mine now, I mean, I... I was actually just texting him on the way here going, I'm on a podcast again. He's like, good for you. Go crush it. I'm like, thank you. Heart. Green one. Always green one. That was a company color. Green uh, heart. Makes yeah. sense. Yep. So um, he was like, you know, you would be really good in human resources. So we kind of talked about it a little bit and, and I started thinking about it. And it's just funny because people see you different than you see yourself. And I would have never said, oh, yeah, I would be good at human resources. He's like, yeah, but you're super social. You have empathy 
you understand process and procedure. You can build things. And I think you should, I think this is for you. And I'm like, uh, okay. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what, what it circled back to like, what did I like about those companies that I work for? Why do I work here? And it's culture. So how do you take that culture and then create the process and procedure? So it reflects your, your culture so you can grow. And from there, I, with nothing, built an entire human resources, took that company to 130 people. Wow. Yeah. Nationwide, fully remote, fully remote, no office and was able to find somebody also to come in and run everything that I had built so I could step away. Yeah. It was amazing. So he was, he supported me through the process as I wanted to start my own company. And I think for the time, just kind of even though he was technically the entrepreneur, it just totally scratched that itch. My parents were entrepreneurs. My mom owned her own daycare business. My dad had his own business where he um, had apartment buildings and flipped houses. Um, and then he would go consult for people. And by trade, though, he was actually, um, he was with the phone company for years. He was an engineer. So they would call him back occasionally to consult too. And I always thought, wow, that's really cool. Like he can, he can pick and choose what he wants to do. And everything that they built, they built for the family and it wasn't for somebody else. So yeah. So that was so super long story made longer. That is how I got into human resources randomly and wouldn't have guessed that. But it's funny because I've always wanted to own my own business, but I, 10 years ago before, you know, really being in HR, I couldn't have, I, I could have told you, yes, I'm going to own my own business, but I don't think I could have told you what I was going to do. So let me ask you this. A lot of things done wrapped there. Um, so you've been doing this for 20 years now? Yes, I've been in, the, in my career 20 years and always had a little bit of human resources, mm-hmm. officially human resources, and, and from a small company standpoint, 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as far as like people that listen to this show, I mean, it's far reaching. There's probably people that work for themselves. Yeah. There's people that work for firms of 25,000 people. Right. Um, I mean, I know why I think HR and having a quality HR person or people is important, but I'm curious to hear your perspective on that. That's such a great question. So recently I keep getting the same question. How many employees do, should I have before I need HR? And my answer is always one. Do you have one employee? Then you need HR. Do you need a full-time HR person? No, no. But do you need HR help? Yes. Do you need to take human resources into consideration? Yes, you do, because maybe that person's going to have to take leave. Maybe that person is looking for more opportunity and is going to leave because you're not talking to that person because you haven't thought about doing a review for that person. So that line of communication isn't open. That person's gone. Now, what? Now where are you? You're one person. So now you've got to train somebody. Good luck finding somebody. Train them, bring them in, and who knows what will happen with that person too. So really... It, it doesn't matter the size of your organization. If you have an employee, five employees, 20 employees, you need a solid human resources foundation. Absolutely. Couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And there's so much that, like, if you have a quality HR person, there's so much that that person should and can be doing for your organization that you don't even think about a lot of these things. It's so true. It's so true. I have that all the time. I have people call me up and they're like, hey, here's this completely random issue I'm having. Even if it's just, you know, you're a smaller organization and you have um, somebody who's kind of a pseudo manager and they're not really managing and the communication. Communication, Mm. I'm going to tell you 100% of the time, there's a communication if there's a problem or if there's something that can be enhanced. Communication yep. is included in that for yep. sure. Emails are discoverable too. Yes. Communication. And like yeah. to your point, like you talk about like retraining people, but like 
beforehand, I was in litigation support. So can you talk about like the risks associated with these business owners too? Because I know that that's a huge part. It's like, oh, yes, goodness. training, but at the same time, there's a huge cost to litigation. Right. It's, it's incredible. So I, I tell people, and I try not to scare them, but I tell people all the time, anybody can go to the EEOC. Anybody can go. Anybody can go file a complaint. They don't even have to work there. They can go file a complaint that mm. you have that you have problems with your employment practices or your hiring practices. It's it's you don't want them in your business, and you want to make sure that you are treating people the same. Because the other thing is, anybody can go on Glassdoor and write, mm. "Oh, they did this, they yep. did that." So you need to make sure that you know you are treating people fairly, and everybody is going through the same process. So from a legal standpoint, I can't I can't tell you enough how important documentation is. And that is always the problem. Always a problem. I'll get called in on a problem. It, it happens. And it happens because we're busy, right? We're a business owner. Hey, I, I got to go make sales calls. I don't have time to document this. That's the most important thing you can do. You can follow up with an email, even if it's an email to yourself. And it date, date stamps what happened and when. So from a litigation standpoint, somebody comes six months later because, you know, there's statute of limitations. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody comes within their time and time has passed. And next thing you know, you can't remember. You go back, okay, I have this documented. This is what I did. Yeah, maybe I did mess up, but this is what I did to correct it. I called, I apologized. I said, hey, I really messed this up. And then I made sure that going forward, this is what I'm going to put in place to make sure that's, that this doesn't happen again. There's things that you can do to protect yourself as a business owner. So, or what about your employees? You know, maybe you own like say a small pest control company. You have five employees, they're driving your vehicles and you don't realize that you don't have anything that indicates that this is a safety sensitive position and somebody does something that's not safe. We don't have anything on record saying, hey, this person was informed that this is a safety sensitive position. There's just so many things that can expose a business owner, a small business owner to risk, even if they have a small um, handbook in place, even if they, you know, their friend gave them something, whatever. It's, it's just a good idea to consult with somebody who understands the, just the foundation of human resources. It's a small expense that can pay off huge on the back end. No question. And I, I think that what people don't realize, I mean, I, I had the opportunity to work for a really large um, engineering company mm -hmm. consultant and every single management or leadership meeting I was in, the HR leader was part of every single one of those meetings. They should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that's an opportunity. That's a safe place for somebody in a meeting, you know, where the manager is not in front of the people that they're managing or anything mm -hmm. like that. Like, hey, I need to talk to you about this. And that's always an opportunity for an HR person to say, hey, who needs to schedule time with me to discuss this? And even through your process and procedure, as you train your management team, this is what you do. Stop. Time out. Don't try to do something. Call HR for you know, just some guidance. Let's walk, walk you through the process. We can help you through that process, or we can give you advice on what to do. We're always going to be there to support the manager. If the manager is like, Hey, this person isn't working out. It might be, we don't have any documentation. So yes, I'm with you. Let's, let's move forward. However, does this employee know that they're not, that they're not performing? Do they know that there's a problem? All right, let's get that in place because you know what? Sometimes that can actually turn somebody around and you can actually avoid having to remove somebody from your team, find a new person. And now we've got a performing person. We just saved ourselves turnover cost. So it's, it's just unbelievably important. Yeah, no question. Because, um, I mean, basically, you're, I mean, companies are dealing with human capital. Yes. And having that support is so important. 
it's ridiculous. I mean, there's other things, of course, that come into play. Like, for example, I remember working for the same company. We had um, we had a surveyor that got killed while oh, working no. on the field. And the HR person was like the first person yes. to be involved with something like yes. that and provided the unbelievable support yes. through the entire thing. Well, it's amazing, too, because people don't realize how, how something so horrible like that, that's just so tragic. That not only affects the family, but it affects everybody at work. Yeah. Really coming in with, you know, crisis support and counselors on site mm-hmm. or access to that mental mental health training on top of that as well. I mean, you, you just don't know what that what that will do to somebody. So just help, help. People also don't know what to do in those situations. Mm. They don't know, gosh, I'm feeling really upset because I just lost, you know, a friend at work. They don't know to pick up the phone and call their insurance and, and see right. what resources they have available. They don't, they're not thinking about that. So to offer that, that's our job. Yeah. That's our job to be there. That's our job to, you know, the empathy side of things, mm. right? Here we are to help. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. an EAP program and all that yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Critical. Well, well versed in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Great resource. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, with the serious subject, I gotta, I gotta digress a little bit. What's the like most egregious, worst thing you've encountered in your <laughs> HR career? Without mentioning any names. Yeah, no names, no yeah, company. Um, Kent was the worst person. I Oh, two of them are in the room. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How do well, I get I'm around that? I'm pretty clear on that one. Yes. Did so, I file a complaint against them, by the way? No. Yes. <laughs> so some of the worst it's ones. It's not a working hours. <laughs> some of the worst ones I, I can't share because I've, I've signed off on confidentiality. Sure, yeah. However, yeah. I do I do have a good one. And this is something that surprisingly comes up. And, and as funny as the scenario is, you know, there's a lot of things that, you know, HR can contribute. However, I did have someone who um, would partaking cocktails in the evening and not remember in the morning and send off emails and, and just do things. And then when addressed, it was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, he wound up quitting. Yep. Wound up quitting after some cocktails. Didn't remember doing that. Came into the office. Awesome. Came into the office for work. Now here, here's the kicker. The manager who, who I have trained, (laughs) the manager went ahead and put him to work. I'm like, you did what? <laughs> Quit. Yeah. What are you doing? So anyway, I'm like, all right, I'll be right in. So I came in and, and yeah, we had to deal with that. So it, it was just interesting. I went ahead and accepted his re- resignation. The guy was cool. He was like, hey, can I go say goodbye to everybody? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So he went and said goodbye to everybody. And, um, you know, he went on his way and, and everything was fine. But yeah, he drunk, he drunk quit. You drunk so, quit. Yeah. That's what I'm doing for the geoholics. Yeah, yeah. You just don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I swear in the group chat every like week you quit. Yeah, you just don't know. Uh, you just don't know. I quit. I'm, I'm out. Wait, never mind. A, there was only the one time that I legitimately just disappeared for I, this show. And I called HR on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no call, wife. no show. Your wife. There's a three day policy. No call, no show. Um but also, you know, there's there's other things that I've encountered too, you know, involving, you know, people. I've I've guided a friend through this scenario. Um, she had somebody out on leave. The person came back, didn't submit a doctor's note, kept saying, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Well, the person came back and had an episode in the office. Mm-hmm. Turned out the person was actually not cleared. So I don't know if they, I don't know why they would come back. I mean, they... You're Nobody still, was you're saying still being yeah, taken care yeah, of. Yeah, like everything's all good. So I don't know why they came back, but they did. And I said, you know, you got to make sure that 
that person doesn't come back until there's a doctor's note. And it's interesting too, because it doesn't matter if this is FMLA. It doesn't matter what it is. That's just a great recommendation, a doctor's note. And, and once again, it's, has nothing to do with HIPAA. We're not looking for anything. We want a note from the doctor that tells us what we can and can't do, what you can and can't do. You're safe to be there. Yeah, exactly. For it's it's for your others. own well-being. Yeah. And, I, and that one, I, I didn't understand that. I really didn't understand that one. So, and the person, it was just really unfortunate because the person was not, was not in good health. We want you to get better. Yeah. We don't want you here and You're having an episode. You're risking yourself yes. and everybody else. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, I had to counsel other people through, you know, what to do because, of course, management was like, what do we do? The person's having an episode and the person, everybody else is standing around. They didn't know what to do because they didn't, they didn't, because nobody knew because we didn't have a doctor's note saying, hey, this person can come back to work, but maybe can't be in the office early or whatever the parameters were. I don't know. But yeah, that was, so that was interesting. And then, you know, you have to be very careful with that as well because did somebody ask for a doctor's note? Now Mm -hmm. we're asking for one. Do we ask for one every time? You know, we just kind of make sure every single time that something happens, we're doing the same thing for every single person. Yep. And it's so, FMLA just like protects your job. Correct. Correct. You don't get paid, but your correct your job is correct. Secure. Yes. And then like short term disability. Yes, you disability, would. Yeah, depending on the scenario. Percentage. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Okay. A great example that I give people is like when I had my kids. I was on FMLA. I took twelve weeks. I had short term disability. You get that when you have a baby, and that went six weeks, and then the last six weeks was unpaid. That's always my favorite scenario to help people understand. <laughs> I'm like when I had a baby because I'm not sharing anybody else's health information just mine so but yeah that's how that works but it's just important that everybody's on the same page that everybody understands but yeah I've I've seen some very interesting very interesting scenarios and some claims yes some (laughs) claims some you know things come across where you're like no you weren't wrongfully terminated you didn't show up (laughs) and this is how this works hey dummy yeah so no no it wasn't because of whatever you're claiming here so yeah I've had a couple of those come through as well and and that have and that can happen to anybody and that's the other thing that business owners don't understand no matter why somebody leaves whether they quit or you terminate them whatever they can go find whatever attorney to go send you a note Mm. tell you that they were wrongfully terminated all these things happened ambulance chasers yep and the (laughs) the problem is if it's not if if you don't have your documentation what do you, your insurance company is going to look and go, well, we've got to do something about this or you don't have any documentation saying, no, the person was no call, no show or did this, you know, came in and told everybody to F off and yeah, yeah it docu- can happen. Documentation turns into from like a $5,000 expense to have that, you know, rebuttal to a couple hundred thousand yes. to a million dollars. So yes. We were part of cases where you know, somebody claims wrongful termination and we'd work on the plaintiff and defendant side, but more on the, on the uh, defendant side, which is typically the company, but yep. yeah, you, you could, you could, uh, it's going to cost you a lot more money mm-hmm. to defend that than to have some documentation, take the time out of the place. And it's, right. it's crazy. It's and this crazy. is where that training comes in because obviously as your company grows and you're going to put management in place, you've got to trust your people, but you also have to train them. They need to know like, Hey, we told you, you have been trained that you need to be documenting this. So one of the other things that I tell business owners all the time is when you do start having managers, you need to, the first thing you need to do is you need to put in place a control system, some way that they have to come to you to review before somebody is terminated. 
And then we make the decision together. We open up the documentation. We make sure that everything's buttoned up. You look at it with fresh eyes because obviously when you've been in it and somebody's just pissing you off, you're just screw this person, yeah. get rid of them. I'm done. Yeah. But fresh eyes will say, mm, we didn't, we don't have this. And it might even be as simple as, no, I did document that. Hold on. Let me pull the emails. Well, it's better to pull the emails and put everything in the file that state stamp before you make that termination before you do it, not after. Yep. Yep. Not after. <laughs> yep. Too late. Before. Yep. So, discoverable. Yeah, it's discoverable. Here we are. So it's just better to have everything there before. And then memo to the file. This is what happened. We're recommending termination or, you know, parting mm -hmm. ways or whatever we need to do. And it's not even the litigation costs either on that. No, it's it's, it's, it's the not. economic damage calculation on it too. So I, we're talking like. I've seen it millions of dollars on top of your attorney fees too. Right. So it's, 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 it's a big play. Well, now your HR person is dealing with this and they're working with the attorneys before it even goes to litigation and working with the insurance company and interviewing the managers and doing an investigation. And now all that time that's gone into there, guess what? Everybody's not doing what they should be doing their actual job. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking about somebody who doesn't even work here anymore was <laughs> causing you problems yeah. that we didn't document. We didn't do it right. And, and, now, here we are. I'm curious this. Um, so the company you worked for previously mm -hmm. that you mentioned, you took from eight employees to 130 employees, and you probably had that running like a pretty well old machine. Yes. Um, and then you decided to go out on your own mm -hmm. and work with companies that aren't well oiled machines. What's your approach? Like when you talk to a company, like how do you like figure out like where their weaknesses are? Oh my gosh. You, yeah. yeah. So it's funny because I got a similar question the other day. My friend said, okay, you're working with these different, com these different companies. Everybody's got their closet and their skeletons. How do you keep all of them straight? Yep. And I'm like, you know, you really have to just look at it. Like it's one company and you have different departments. You're just getting a call from this office or you're getting a call from, from that office. But really the best thing to do is to go in and just start asking questions. And I, I have said this a million times. I'm going to come in. I'm going to start asking a lot of questions by week two. You're going to be like, please stop asking me more questions. What is this current? What's the current? All you need to know right now is the current. This is not a judgment. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you hands down every single company that I work with, I open up the employee files and there's stuff that shouldn't be in there. You're not alone. Every hmm. other company, I haven't found one yet yeah. that everything's good to go. So it's kind of like the, let's get the basics down. We know that the basics are okay. It, what size are we? Are we compliant? Do we have the document? Are we 50 people? Do we have the FMLA? Do we have just a simple thing? Start with the low hanging fruit and just say, okay, let's clean this up. And obviously when you come in, they've called you for a reason. So what, what are the fires? Let's work on the fires. Let's really get, let's get that taken care of. And then let's start focusing on why those fires happened, because obviously that's a process and procedure. You yeah. wouldn't have these fires if we didn't have, if we had process and procedure. So yeah. it's just about asking questions. Everybody's different. However, human resources is human resources anywhere you go. You got people, you got process and procedure, you got some payroll things, you've got compliance. You want to make sure, you know, the first questions I always ask is, you know, do we have any outstanding workers comp? Is there anything hmm. open with the EEOC? Do we have any, anybody who needs to be freed to their future. Mm -hmm. Any fires to put out? Yep. What, what are the fires? So that's always, let, let's come in, let's deal with the things that are just taking up all your time right this second. Let's get that taken out, out of, take it out of the equation. Let's get it, 
taken care of. And then let's move forward and start talking about process and procedure and really where the pain points are. So, because yeah, you can walk in anywhere and there might be a little bit of everything and everything could be kind of 50%, but really what's the priority because what are the pain points? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the easiest way. And everybody's going to have a little bit different answer, but at the end of the day, we know kind of start to finish what the entire package looks like. Yeah. And one thing I want to stress based on what you just said is that if one of our listeners that is a company owner or whatever, and you know, they don't really have any current HR support Mm -hmm. um, and they're hesitant to call somebody because they're afraid of somebody coming in and seeing all all their skeletons, like you said, this yep. and that, they shouldn't be hesitant. No, no, of course not. Every company goes through growing pains. So you know what? When you're eight people and your brother and your friend Johnny and your friend Melissa, everybody works for you and everything's fine, that's all good. You're not thinking about a handbook because they're going to talk to you. You're going to be flexible, whatever. It's when you start growing and you haven't had time to focus on that. I tell people that all the time. The reason that it's like this is just because you haven't had time. You've also probably not had the resources. You've been hiring. It's hard to hire. What are you going to do? Hire in a full-time HR person? Like that doesn't make sense. So to contact someone and say, hey, what are just the basics I need? Okay, you're going to need a handbook. You need a travel policy if people are traveling and it's mm-hmm. an expense policy. If you're going to be doing expenses, they need to know what they can and can't do. Like let's just get some basics in place. And just like I said, I open up closets all the time. There are skeletons in all the closets. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll get through it. We'll get it cleaned up. So you're no different than anybody else. Everybody's got it. So let's just let's just do it together. Believe me, you don't want to see my closet at home. <laughs> this is a perfect plug time. Your company name again? LNHR Consulting. Don't call her. Don't call no, her. <laughs> we like her too much. <laughs> She's a rock go. star. You can't go. <laughs> we need yeah. those out. No, I'm kidding. It just sounded like a perfect time for a plug. Yeah, oh, no, she's you. awesome. She is thank awesome. You guys. Thank you yeah. so much. I really appreciate that. And that's one question I do have. Um, like, can you help people in other states? Yes. You can. Yes, okay. absolutely. So so I partner with just about every payroll software under the sun. So there's the big ones, you know, I'm not going to give them props, but you know. Um, So it doesn't really matter which payroll system you're in. There's there's ways to leverage that that you can hire in multiple states and Mm -hmm. make it really easy. So it doesn't really matter as long as you're doing it correctly and we're not kind of backing into that. So we don't want to hire somebody there without going through the ropes Mm -hmm. first, making sure that we're set up there, you know, that we've we're licensed as a business there, you know, especially as you get into the AEC world where, you know, you open in a new state, you've got to have somebody's license on file or, you know, engineering, you know, Mm -hmm. their PE or whatever. So we want to make sure that we do it the right way. So before you go outside the state, contact somebody, find out what we're doing. Let's make sure that we're doing it right. But yeah, Yeah. I go, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It does not matter. And I'm going to tell you the payroll systems. Yes, there's pros and cons to whichever one you go with. But at, at, at the end of the day, and Connor would understand this as well, it's a database. Yeah. You, it's just about mm-hmm. working through the different, just the way that it looks. That's all. It's just, it's a database. And some are obviously more robust than others. Yep. But most of, them, of most of them have those options. They can be as robust as you'd like them to be. And if you leverage it right, I'll tell you, I leveraged probably the least expensive um, software platforms, they're not around, they got bought out and whatever, but I made them work for me because I did not have, I didn't have help. And, you know, in a growing company, we weren't going to hire more overhead. So 
I, my joke is I make robots work for me. Mm-hmm. It's about leveraging the software so you don't have to do anything to the point where your candidates are coming in. They're entering in all their information. They're entering in the resume. They are pre-screening themselves and they don't even know it. Yep. You get that. You click a couple buttons. Okay. You went from 170 resumes to five. Yep. Perfect. Why do you want to work here is one of the questions. If you can't write something in there, I don't want to talk to you. I'm not going to look at your resume. Tell me why you want to work here. I just, I just built this culture. Everybody is here. They're, they've all got each other's backs. If you can't tell me why you want to work here, then I want you to work here. Sure. Yeah. So there's just simple things At that you can do. At least BS it. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I really, I, I really love to leverage technology. So you leverage that people can apply for the job on the phone. You can look on your phone and weed out candidates while you're standing in line at, at Dutch Bros, right? Mm-hmm. So then no Dutch Bros. from, no Dutch oh, Bros. that's my favorite. The line's ridiculous. You know what, though? But they get you out faster. They're good. I don't get it. Good customer service, rebels. They know who I am. So here's the thing. They're always like, what's up, bro? How's your day? And I'm like, just give me a coffee. (laughs) They'll respect that, though. Be honest. What? Just give me my coffee? Yeah. But they're like, hey, always like, hi. They're so you know happy, I mean? dude. You just yeah. don't like happy. What's yeah, up, maybe, I don't like, know. I think you're the you, problem. Yeah, you I, don't like enjoyment. Oh, I am, maybe, I am maybe Dutch Bros doesn't want much, you. I'm very much the problem. <laughs> Starbucks oh, is more your speed. Duncan. Oh, oh Duncan's Duncan, good yeah. coffee, for sure. They He's have a New Yorker. Come oh, on now. I was going to say, yeah, New right. York and Massachusetts. See, my Dutch Bros, though, they they know me. They love me. They came to my 40th birthday party. Not kidding. Like, that was like... They're like, she pays for half of our salaries here with her purchases. She's our largest client, you guys. Macklemore is reaching out to her recently now. this is kind of a big deal. So... But, What's um, the go-to at Dutch Bros? So I, I'm the Americano person. I go in, I get a large iced half-calf Americano with three ounces of cream. And they already know that. I don't even have to tell them. They write your name on the cup and everything. Yeah, and then they tell there? me that they love me on the cup, too. Aww. I'm just telling you. See, now, <laughs> now I understand. See, it's customer service. Yeah. This gets back to culture, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's their culture. They they know their customers. They know what they know that they're coming in. They make it easy as possible with that app. Everything's super easy. They write me little notes on my cup. I bring my dog there. My dog gets a pup cup. The other one won't the other dog won't eat a pup cup. Oh my goodness. Who doesn't eat a pup cup? You get stickers like the first of every yeah, month. The stickers, right? Yeah, stickers. Yeah, and it tells you that you're getting stickers. I mean, mm. yeah, they they're yeah. just awesome there. They're happy. They're happy to see you. I like it. So, so on the coffee topic, uh, Sean. Favor. Sean yeah, Favor. Sean. He gets, he gets four shots every single morning. Yeah, that's, that's oh. Ooh. Ooh. I'm a, I'm a I'm a three or four guy. I, I, would, I would have a heart attack. Oh, my gosh. I would have a heart attack. Yeah. Like, that can't be good for you. Yeah, that would hurt my tum-tum. That's why I told him today. I'm like, you should not be drinking that every <laughs> single day. Yeah, my tum-tum. My tum-tum <laughs> can't oh. handle that. Sean and I are always wired on that stuff, like, too. I mean, I would literally be shaking if I did yeah, that. No, There's no doubt uh-uh. about it. I'm usually no. doing two to three cups of coffee and an energy drink in midday yeah. plus Saturday. Yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, it's uh, horrible uh, for you. I wouldn't Sean, sleep Sean, for a Sean, week. Sean is a no, yeah. That's Sean's bad like news. boom. <laughs> yeah, that's trouble. Yeah. Well, that's I think trouble. I had that same customer service like 15, 20 years ago in my life when I was at the bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, like I had a, I, they, they poured they, your drink. They, they knew where they, they threw knew it down I was the bar. Coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. They were like ready cheers. to go. Uh huh. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's like, if uh, we pour him a little strong here, <laughs> we will get uh, a big tip. Yeah. Get him drunk. That 
the yeah. big 32 ounce beer. And you know what else? Tell <laughs> me. Oh, those were the good old days. <laughs> that's awesome. Sean, Darn, Sean's ridiculous, that. though. Yeah, I that's I a can, lot of coffee. I can't wait till he's on, too. He's coming on soon. So oh, that's yeah. Well, oh, that'll be Spoiler alert. Don't. Yeah. Sh- Oh, What's yeah. the spoiler about it? <laughs> oh, what is? Dude's coming on. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So, dude, just look up. Back to the technology, though. You were talking about technology here. Like, what do you think of? So, my dad's company's. So, he's a recruiter, full time recruiter um, for a trucking company, and he does QR codes. His, his boss is all about the QR codes. Okay. You know, we just put together an onboarding packet. I built some QR codes. What do you think of QR codes then? You know, I think every market's different and it depends on who you're trying to attract. So it, it kind of gets back to, let's talk about the people that we want to have here. Mm-hmm. What do they do? What's important to them? What do they want out of this organization? Like, what do they see themselves doing in five years? And how, how do they go about looking for a job? So I think in that industry, I think that that's probably, um, that's probably pretty relevant because they're on the road or they're traveling around. Oh, here, here's a QR code. I just have my phone. Like, you know, here you go. Boom. Done. Because they're also very tech savvy too. They're probably on their phones quite a bit, Mm -hmm. I would say. So I think it just kind of depends on the market. You know, if you were going to look for, um, you know, an attorney, if you were hiring for your attorney's office, might not be a QR code thing. Mm. You know, they might be more networked and it's more word of mouth. So that might be, it's never a bad thing to have too much, right? Too many ways of people to get to your website. As long as you're driving everybody to the same place and you don't have to manage stuff separate because of this QR code, I would say go for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but the technology, I mean, you really leverage it and you can take that from start to finish and from the HR side, like really minimize how much data entry and how much management of silly things that take up time, like files and and whatnot. So I, I absolutely love systems. I love systems where people enter in their own crap. I love systems where they enter in their own paperwork. I love systems where they just send it in and, and that's how you get notified. I love systems where you can, you can, empower managers to be able to manage their people through that technology and send forms in and you just get the notification and press the button because you've already set a wage range and they're within range and they are authorized to do that. It's about just empowering people to be able to make those decisions within the parameters that you set. You never have to do any of that paperwork again. I hate filing more than anything. Oh, I think a dying industry is shredding. Oh, shredding. You should not have to, to shred. Why are you shredding yeah. anything? Why do you even have a piece of paper? What? Thank you. Right. Thank you. Dinosaurs. Stop. Stop cutting down trees. We don't need trees. Everything could be digital. Oh, and it's, oh, we, 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 need we need trees. We need trees. We don't need paper. We don't need trees. We don't need water. See, sometimes I'm spot on and sometimes I do stuff like that. Aren't phones and computer chips like killing gorillas or something? Oh, like it's terrible. Shoots. What? Just, Where do you come up with this stuff? I, I don't know. The San Diego Zoo. Wow. <laughs> what were you watching while your wife was away? He pays attention. I watched a show called LOL Canada. What the heck is that? It's like is it they, got, huh. they got eight or ten comedians in a room for six hours and you can't laugh. Oh, jeez. And Big Shoots no, was on there. I'm out. <laughs> He, uh, Big Shoots was on there, and he's talking about shit in his pants, and he's like, well, it happens. Can't suck it back in. And I'm oh. like, yes, this is my guy. Oh. I'm so proud to be named after him. Wow. <laughs> See, it's people like that that keep people like me in business. So yeah, thank right. you. You keep doing it. You go go about your day. Uh, yes. Well, everything yes. you said, like my wife used to be an English teacher, Uh huh. and she had a folder literally wrote written on it with CYA. 
Hmm. You have to. And she had that. And That's interesting. This was 10, yeah. 15 years ago. Document. And I was like fascinated by that, but yeah. she she did it. She yeah. knew what she was doing. Yeah. Documentation's everything. It te- it helps tell the story, especially to somebody on the outside. Well, you know, and that's something that I come I come across quite a bit, especially coming in as a consultant on the outside where somebody's like, "Hey, we had this problem and this person did this and we think this." I I've dug into had to go pretty deep, mm. but then you wind up, you know, well, but this email here on this date couldn't be any more clear than it is mm. so you didn't do it bro <laughs> sorry I like the here here we are <laughs> yeah yeah can't help you so but that's exactly <clears throat> it. it but it takes somebody i mean that takes time for somebody like me to come in and, and dig through what really happened what is the story mm-hmm. now think about that as an attorney at three times my hourly rate yep guess what you just lost ten thousand dollars Oh, for sure. Yeah, to find out that somebody just didn't read an email. Yeah. So what what about text? Is is a text as, does it have the same um, teeth as an email? No. I always tell people, no, don't. Don't text things, especially from a performance standpoint. If if we've got somebody in the field and they need in or wherever somebody mm-hmm. needs some sort of performance um, improvement, mm-hmm. whatever that is, some coaching, anything like that, talk to the person. Always talk to the person. Follow up with an email. So one thing, you know, you don't want to get in a situation where you're just sending off an email talking about somebody's performance and you haven't had a conversation because the person will read it in whatever voice they want to read it in. So if you sent this message and it's, hey, um, just wanted to touch base, let you know, hey, everything's going well, but I want you to work on this one thing. That sounds a lot different than, hey, I need you to work on this. And that's how they read it. Even though it didn't say that, that's Mm. how they read it in their inside voice. I mean, I've read, I'm guilty of that as well. I'll Mm -hmm. read a text like, what is this? And I'm like, especially for my kid. (laughs) <laughs> he's like the, my wife. He's like don't the give me the lip. texter like just like the worst i'm like bro you need to work on this. <laughs> bro. like this this texting sucks yeah. so it's just it's about tone so my mm, my yep. good friend and he's an attorney uh richard he says all the time when you write an email read it to yourself before you send it and read it as if you were on the stand. Mm. So even if you're checking in on somebody, you know, maybe somebody's out on leave and you want to know when they're coming back and you're just checking in and you don't want to take their time and you're being cool. Hope you're doing well because you do hope they're doing well. That's legit. Of course. I am thinking about you. Just add in those extra yeah. people elements. Mm. That's what people are looking for in an email. Mm. It makes mm. them feel like you care because you do care, but yeah. it shows it. So I hate emails when people don't say like, hey, I hope I, I'm notorious for being like, oh, I hope all is well, unless I'm emailing you, you yeah. know, because it's Ken. I hope everything's whatever. super crappy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ken, I hope the, the Cubs are losing. No, I'm kidding. No, uh, no, no. hey, whoa, no. them are fighting words. But you put them in, are like, fighting words. Good morning, whoever. Good afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I it do makes all such time. a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. send it mm-hmm. like. Just put Ryan, like, comma. No, just I'm say like, hi. Hello. Yeah. The say simple hi. word, hi, in yeah. front of it. It's three letters or two letters in the space. So three things that you're typing. That's it. You're yeah. done. Hi. Yep. Hi. And right. it sets a Hello, different tone. Whoever. I use I, hey a lot. Yeah. Hey. How's so it a going? little more, you it's know, casual. Not, a little casual. Yeah. And it seems to work really well. A little yeah, more Southwest for you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. 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 Dude. <laughs> I hope all is well. Five It does words. not kill use it you. All the time. I hope all is well. And then you go on and it people are like. It doesn't kill you. Hey, yep. Ken's thinking about me. Shoots is thinking about me. Lord, and it's like, it's yep. like, why don't you use that? Or like back to your follow up too. It's like, I, I'm notorious for doing it. Is like, 
per hour conversation because yes. then they're like, and then if they don't admit to it that we didn't have that conversation, then, oh, well, yeah. I, you never responded to this. I've just, yep. No. But it puts people yeah. on the defensive too. It can. Some of those tones. It can. You know? yep. Oh, per hour conversation, so, you think so? Yeah, yeah. there's a different oh, way curious. to word that. Mm-hmm. Different, oh, different way I want to hear. Thank you for meeting with me today. Oh, she just softened oh, that shit. Oh, wow. So soft. Connor's mind's yeah. blown now. Because like I've been cloud. using per so conversation for three years. He's going to have like a pre-made email that says yes. that now. Yes. No. No. Thank, you for, I, I, thank you for meeting with me. Thank you for meeting yeah. with me and discussing this. Just wanted to recap our conversation. It's a lot different than per my conversation. Or my yeah. favorite, per my last email. Mm. People hate that. Yep. I say our, not my, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. What do you think about email signatures? Or not signatures, but like salutations. So like, thanks. I'm I'm notorious for one. I wonder if you guys can guess it, seeing my emails all the time, what I say at the end. But uh, like sincerely that? or thanks or whatever. Like, like, what do you guys use? I always say that? thank you. Okay. It's That's just okay. thank you. It's the end of the I'm message. Thank yeah, person. thank you. Hey, yeah. thanks. Yeah. You're a respectfully guy. No, yes. no. Yeah. I'm a best. Yes. Oh. <laughs> An- oh, another yeah. I never understood that then one. Then Mark does like cheers. I claim What's, I claim yeah. best. Yeah. I claim best. One. Best, Connor. Like yeah. best regards. Is yes. that what it's supposed to be? I have no idea, but my first week at my old job, I said, you know what? Everybody's doing different things like thanks, sincerely. Yeah. Like, and uh-huh. I was trying to like, sometimes it's not a thank you. Yeah. Like sometimes right. I need something to happen. And so I'm like, best. Yeah. And I claimed yes. it. I claimed it and I stuck with it. And I, I like stick it. With it. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I'm also a fan at, at, at the end of the email saying, Hey, really appreciate your patience and understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, mm-hmm. if something's taken longer or something's been really a pain in the ass, really appreciate your patience. Cause I do, you know, by that, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You I do. Th- I think it's like sin- it's sincere. 95% of my emails end with, um, Shit, I just drew a blank. <laughs> Wait, you shouldn't write that. No, Don't write no, that. No, no, no. I should not write Shit, that. I just drew it's a blank. Like, uh, please let me know if you need anything else yeah. or any further yeah. information. If I can be of any assistance, it's, please. It's something Don't along those to lines. Reach out. Yeah, yeah, let people know that you're here for them. Like, yeah. hey, I'm here for you. Happy to help. Yeah. I mean, and those are sincere and those are genuine. Those are genuine thoughts. Yeah. So, please let me know if you have any questions or need anything yeah, further. Thank you. Boom. What Shoots. do you think about uh, like thanks in advance? Honestly, it's, it's, it can be a little condescending. It's a little condescending. Yeah, it's a little condescending. So if you, and usually if thanks in advance, you're asking somebody to do something, you why not just say, Hey, I appreciate your attention to this and, Mm. and know that, you know, I appreciate that the time that this will take or something along those lines, Mm -hmm. instead of thank you in advance, like, Hey, I appreciate that you're going to do this for me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Thank you for anything you can offer to this or Mm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so. so it's your sales coming out in you, right? <laughs> you got it in your shoes. I know. Well, you got you to butter them up, boys. <laughs> yeah. Shoots, it, shoots is yeah. all about the deals. Right. It's, uh, yeah, it's sales, man. Sales one hundred one. It happens. Sales one hundred one. So I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do have one other thing I want to circle back. And you mentioned it a couple of times: culture, company mm-hmm. culture, the importance of it. We talk about it a lot on uh, on a number of our previous shows. I'd be curious to see what your thoughts are on the importance of company culture and what role HR. Yes. plays in that and at what point i mean it's right. from the very beginning in my opinion absolutely yeah. at, it's from day one hr is the foundation of your culture because hr is shaping the type of people the type of process and procedure that you're going to have in place to support the people that you want right you everybody wants good people people we want people who care we want people who are going to be here to mentor other people as you're growing your business you can't have somebody who's 
just all about me, me, me. No problem with that in other settings, but that's not for a growing business where you're going to need, you're going to be counting on these people to essentially be an extension of you, right? So culture starts, it starts always at the top with leadership, with the ownership, with human resources together, really, really laying that foundation, making sure that things are in place. So what you say you're going to do can actually happen, right? You can't, you can't make promises of culture and not follow through. People will leave. But it's so important because it, essentially at the end of the day, an awesome culture will save the company money it will save the company money in recruiting costs. It will save the company money in turnover. It will offer people growth and development opportunities so they can move into management positions so people mentor people. It will keep new hires that have, don't know anything about your company. It will keep them in the door past those 90 days. It will keep them in the door because they'll see, oh my gosh, look at this person started out over here and look at what they're doing now. It's, it's everything to the organization. And it's not just about buying pizzas. It's not about having a team lunch. That's not what it is. The culture, it, it's, it's really about getting the people that fit the culture that you want your company to have, not trying to take people and morph them into that culture. So it mm. starts all the way with attracting the right people yep. and making sure that everybody understands what's important. What are the values of this organization? We give back to the community. Well, Okay, do you believe that? Do you give back to the community? You know, show me, show me how you think that's important or how do you give back in just in this organization? Oh. So it, it starts, I tell people all the time, start it early. I know things are crazy when you're starting an organization and you're trying to, you know, hit the ground running and you're looking for your new clients and you're trying to hire your first couple people. But take a moment to think about it. Even if you go visit with like outside you know, business coaching, things like that. Like, what do I really want this organization to be? What's really important? You'll find the right people. They will stick with you and they'll follow you wherever you go and you'll do it all together. It will be fun and it will be so rewarding in the end, but it's unbelievable how much money it can save a company. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, speaking my language there. Yep. <laughs> um, I was recently okay. speaking with my brother oh. about profession and his trade and job, all that good stuff. He said the most basic thing, and it made the most sense to me. He's like, I just want people that give a shit. Yes, exactly. That was all it was. And that I'm they like, care. That, that was not the most HR-friendly no, way to say it. No, but probably like, don't no. say that at the workplace, but. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just want people that give a shit. Yeah. And, and care it, about one another. I have three factors in hiring. And so, like, we just hired an intern for our finance accounting department, and he fit the mold. It's like, you have high intellectual curiosity you have horsepower and you're not a pencil neck. Mm -hmm. Like that, it, like, like I'm going to be with you for eight hours a day, nine, 10, 15, right. whatever it is. Like I want, I, like I spend more time with Kent than I spend with my girlfriend. Well, so that's exactly I enjoy, right. You, you know, spend I'm, the majority so of your lucky. day at work. Yeah. <laughs> Audrey's like, thank God he's yeah. not home. <laughs> work from home. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like one of those things where it's like, I want to enjoy the people that we work with, yeah. you know, those type mm -hmm. of things. And so I think that's to your, to your brother's point. It's like, just care, just care about one right. another mm -hmm. and stuff and care about the company. We're all in this together. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. It's simple so. things. How was your weekend? What'd you do? How are your grandkids? How's your neighbor, you know, who was going through a tough time? How's everything going? It's just about knowing people, but genuinely caring. Yeah. You can't remember that if you don't genuinely care. Right. Yeah. So do you think the younger generation has a hard time? Like when you talk about caring, Mm -hmm. 
like for me, like like view <laughs> shoots is not in his head looking at me. It's like for for me, like at one thing that's been a common theme in my three years of my career is like, you know, you're a very loyal person. Like I have like a loyalty and caring of like I always think like, oh, what would the owners do kind of thing? Like, do you think that's a hard thing for like a younger generation to grasp? Like, and that help would help them out. I don't think that that's a new problem. It's always so been a problem. I think I think that that's just always there because that comes with experience, right? You graduate college, like, okay, raise your hand in the room, and I know everybody's going to do it. Who knew it all at 21? I did. Oh, right. stop it. Yes, you did. I was way too drunk. Oh, well, <laughs> even better. I'll be honest. Well, and look at that. But, but to that point, that was about you. No. And that's about you. And I think that that is just a natural, that's just a natural thing that happens. You move out of your parents' house, you graduate college. This is me. So this, this is not a new problem. I think it's kind of always been that way, but it's a, it, it's been about how do you communicate and help educate, continue to educate without making them feel like I'm being educated. I'm being schooled. Mm. You know, it's a, it's just about being mentorship, right? Find a good mentor or be a good mentor. You everybody's going to come out of school with a different perspective. And that's, that is what it is. Everybody, I, and I've seen this now for years, everybody fresh out of school thinks that they need, you know, $200,000 and, you know, a big house and all these things like, you got to start out somewhere. And I love the ambition, but it's just, that's just what happens at that age. You, you are on your own, you are taking on the world and it's just, it's just perspective and think about, (coughs) think about, well, not Connor over here. Lucky Connor, who's in his <laughs> who's in his twenties. Yay, good for you. But I that must be nice. I try. I try to be forty sometimes. You just, though. Yeah. You just look like you're in He's, your twenties. Oh, He's thank a, you. Uh, yes. Boom. Oh, yes. I'm oh, also yes. Shoot. Boom. He's back. I'm twenty nine. Her husband's gonna kill you. She she said she said he no. looks like a lumberjack. By the way, I'm not, no. <laughs> I'm not out of line. I'm a That's super funny. That's just a compliment, ladies. Thank like you. That. I'll take that. Yeah, learn that. I know it's hard to believe that I'm in my 40s, but even just looking back, I would never have guessed that. Oh, thank you. I'm not trying to suck up to you or anything. No, no, no. Well, you're not paying me, so yeah. So I, but I look back and I was the exact same way. I was like, I'm taking on the world. I mean, I picked up and moved from Chicago to Phoenix. Like, I thought I told. I said earlier, I thought it was the shit. I was on airplanes, traveling around the country for a company. I was like, yeah, kind of a big freaking deal. Like, I would go back and tell myself, like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Can, you, can, can you find those humbling moments, though, in your career? Like, can you can you pinpoint those at all? Or, like... You know, I think the humbling moments are when you, when you leave something comfortable and you step into your next chapter. And it's not that you can't do it. It's not that. Um, but it's... It's just that things are different. It's it's great when you're at your job and you love it and you've been there like eight years, you got another two years and, and you're not even thinking about, well, what am I going to do next? Is this something that's really a permanent thing for me? Yeah. I think that the humbling moment is when you have actually taken that leap and you've left or, you know, things like buying a house or having kids. Having kids, I will tell you, super humbling. But how much time do we have? Can I tell a humbling story? Sure, okay. of course. Humbling story, you know, my husband and I, we started out, we... I was 22 when I bought my first house. 
So we bought our townhouse. We kept our townhouse and bought another house. So I was 23 and I had two houses. We weren't even married yet. Big shot. I know. I was kind of a big deal. I told you it was a big fucking deal. <laughs> like, she had many leather She never got humbled. Yes. And her like, house smells of rich mahogany. I'm just saying, like, I had Z Gallery furniture. You know, we didn't have kids, whatever. So we had the house. We had the pool. We had the whole Z thing. Z Gallery. Uh-huh. That's yeah. hilarious. Uh-huh. I, I had the good stuff. I had the good stuff. I have no idea what Z Gallery is. Yeah, I had I had my, uh, my fancy Mustang that I custom ordered and had delivered. Yes, straight up. Was it I'm, hot pink? She's a baller. Almost. almost. Honest to God, everybody everybody had asked me if I was going to get a pink one. And I actually wanted a pink one, but the, it, I couldn't get it painted. Unless yellow? I, no, I went white. No, white? Oh, I went white. That's so boring. Oh, it was so beautiful, though. It was so clean. It was clean, <laughs> and it was fast. And it had the interior, the lights. I, it had my color lights. I don't know why they got rid of that. Or maybe they didn't. I don't know. I haven't had a Mustang in a while. But I, my dashboard lights were pink. Mm. Uh huh. My husband, I think he drove it like twice, and the whole time I was like, "Stop! Oh my god!" I was pressing on the fake brake, you know, in the passenger seat. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. oh, I'm a peach to be in the passenger seat, just a peach. So Throwing control in the back seat. Yes. So we, so we had, we had this house. We had everything going for us. My husband had a great job. I had a great job. Like things were going great. We started getting into real estate right as, of course. Everything was about to go into the complete shitter. So fast forward a little bit, right as we uh, foreclose on more than one home, same week my husband finds out that he doesn't have a job. Mm. Okay. Oh, fun. Yay. Mm. Just foreclosed on all these houses. This and you know amazing. what we did? We mm-hmm. we paid those stupid mortgages. Crystal ball, if I could go back and tell yep. myself one thing. Walk away. Walk away yep. sooner than later because the bank will take the house anyway and mm-hmm. they don't care and they'll sell it and here we are, yep. right? Yeah, there's consequences, but it's better to just rip the band-aid. Do not ever dip into anything to pay for something that, unless it's like your house and you need to have it, don't ever pay for anything outside of that Mm -hmm. if you're in that situation. That's the best advice I could give. So, you know, of course, we kind of drained everything there, and now my husband doesn't have a job. Cool, cool. So we kind of, we get through that. Like, he he wound up getting... um, and it's so funny because at the time he actually, he had a severance package and I was like, oh, okay, cool. But we just thought this was like the worst thing ever. He had the severance package. He wound up getting a job and everything was okay. But here we still, now we had all this debt from houses we didn't even own, right? So fast forward. So he's working with an, a company. It's like hardcore recession. Luckily my job's going okay. I'm pregnant. I am eight months pregnant. And the company he's working for is shutting down the entire outside sales team. Wow. So eight months pregnant. We are a one income family with all this debt. So we wound up having to, you know, settle some debt and, you know, some things that I would never want to do again. So, you know, obviously lessons learned, we've changed our ways, but talk about a humbling, humbling freaking moment, but the best time of our life. So he, he stayed home. He stayed home for 15 months. I went to work and luckily like my job was still booming. Everything was good there. So, um, my, it was always like a life goal of mine to be a stay at home mom, always wanted to be a stay at home mom. And so interesting to be so happy that even though I wasn't a stay at home mom, what's the end goal is that 
my son was home and somebody was there and he wasn't just in daycare all day. And my husband got to do that. And honestly, best time, of my, best time of my life. I'd come home, laundry's done. Like he did everything. He was just such a freaking rock star. Like the groceries, the cooking, I would come home to a cooked meal. I was like, this is awesome. And then come home and like be able, like <coughs> legit be able to spend time. If we were both working, say everything had been different. We would have both been working and we would have come home, had, you're getting dinner ready and, you know, you would not have had any of that quality time. So I could come home, eat, and then we'd go for a walk or we'd go hang out. We'd go to the park. We wound up, gosh, and of course we, we had a timeshare from before when we were all fancy. So we wound up like going on vacation. <laughs> yeah, we were so yeah. fancy, so fancy. I'll never forget sitting on an airplane and we were going down to Mexico and it was our timeshare and I'm like 26 and this girl's like, oh, it's your parents' timeshare and me all fancy snobby. No, it's mine. I told you. (laughs) But that most humbling moment ever and honestly, the best thing that ever happened because it really got it like my husband and I did just an awesome job of like, okay, what's really important? Where do we want to spend our money? And we since like we don't have any credit card debt. We vowed never to do that. We are in our house. We made a promise to each other when we bought the house, we would never refinance it. So we're, we did actually refinance it only for what we owed on it. Nothing extra lower because it was a 2% rate. like yeah. two point oh, whatever. Yeah. Like you couldn't pass that up and it, yeah. it just, it was worth it. Free money. If, exactly. So, and it just made sense, but we're just like in a position and now we're in a position where like the kids are like, I want to be in this sport. Like, all right, fine you know, where we can do these things. And now we're in a position where I was able to walk away from my career. And I walked mm-hmm. away from, you know, a nice, a really nice situation yeah. and was able to go out on my own and, and do what I need to do. And because I want to, so that was probably the most humbling, that was the most humbling experience. And, and I've had other, you know, family experiences and stuff sure. like that, but in my, as an adult, that is 100% the most humbling. And I think it's uh, I mean, it's a great, great, point that you bring up, Connor, I think it's essential that you have those humbling moments. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Connor's talking about being three years into his career. Right. He's got so many humbling moments ahead of him. Right. He has no oh, idea. Yeah. He's no, so I much the shit no right idea. now. You're, you're the shit right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really not. You know, it's it's funny because like, I, you know, I haven't gone through that, but I, I saw my parents do that. And so like, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, my dad worked and he's always an advocate of like, you're not lazy. You go out and work like man, yeah. like man and woman were made to work. Right. And so, so he had three jobs when he got laid off during the recession. And, uh, so I've always like had that instilled in me, but one of the humbling moments that happened was is the old owner of my company. He walks in like I'm in my interview. Didn't even know that we were, I was interviewing. I was just at breakfast with him and he looks at me and goes, you know, if you come on to resolute, uh, you know, you learn business in school, quote unquote, like that's school business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you business. And so I'm like, hell yeah, I signed up for it. I was like, I'm going to go work for this guy, Jerry. Yeah. And so he, the second week we take over a produce company. And so we're running a, a 60, $70 million produce company at that time. And, uh, he, and I'm like, Hey Jerry, by the way, I think that this like whole transportation and operations and sale, like, I don't think this is working, you know, all this school stuff. And, and it, I was right, but the problem was is I didn't know how to deliver the message. Mm. And so he's like, oh, perfect, Connor. You know what? Actually, let's go, let's bring the COO in and let's bring the head of sales uh, and the transportation guy in and you pitch your idea and didn't help me at all. 
And, you know, a year later we were talking about it. He goes, I purposely did that to you because sure. I sit there and they're yeah. like, oh, screw this 22-year-old, screw this 23, you know, whatever. Right. And they're, they're like, right. screw you. Yeah. And now I'm like, it's all about delivering. Like, he let me burn to the – and it's not yeah. humbling, like, what yeah. what Laura went through. But it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, oh my second week of my career, okay. I had a good mentor who taught me, yeah. like, you know, and, and put me through – like, threw me in the deep. And it's like – Hey, you've got to communicate well with somebody. And right. so like th- when you talk about humbling moments, yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those yeah, things that's like that's a, a learning one. moment. Yeah, it definitely is yeah. for sure. Well, and he forced you outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's, again, that's how we grow. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's, that's fun. Oh yeah. Cause, cause you're, you're mm-hmm. God's, you're God's gift when you walk out of college, you well, know, that's you know, exactly everything. It. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? Duh. Yeah, yeah. That, come on now. They teach you. Just paid a hundred thousand dollars for this education. Like, right. you should know. Honestly, for a hundred thousand dollars, you should know everything. Yeah. <laughs> they should at least give. Like, come on now. Right. College cost. That's a whole know, different sorry. topic. Yeah. yeah, don't exactly. don't open that can of worms. We'll be here all night. Luckily, I took the long route and didn't graduate college till twenty eight. Oh, hey. there you go. Take a few years off in yeah. between twenty eight. Yeah. 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 There was a few. Oh, years oh 28 years. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying like 2028. 20, I'm like, oh. I'm like no, no, shoes. No, no. <laughs> shoes. You graduate in May and then you have a child in September. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. shit, made it. <laughs> Good thing we got that off the books. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so, um, this is a question we ask everybody. I, I got to ask it. Go ahead. No. Nope. Yeah. What do you got? I just got one more like topical question. Uh, how do you feel about Ukraine and Russia? No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I just want to make clear. So like if you are working with any company, whether it be a company who doesn't currently have an HR staff or person or consultant or whatever, is it safe to say that you have like um, boilerplate things like, you know, whether it be employee manuals or safety manuals or processes and procedures or whatever that you can like easily implement for folks? Yes, absolutely. So handbooks, there's just basic handbooks that we can do. Obviously, we custom tailor it because if you do have people who are not just sitting in an office in front of a computer, we do need some other things. But just basics for that, basic travel policies, you know, people are like, how long do I pay somebody when they're traveling on a plane? You know, well, well, let's add that in. Time before, time after, clean, whatever. Um, Credit card policies, communication policies. Hey, don't go using our logo on this, that, and the other. You know, that's one, too, that people don't realize is something that that could be a problem. Um, Yep, employee folders set up. People don't realize, you know, a lot of people just throw anything and everything under the sun into those employee files, but there's a special way to do it. Make sure there's nothing medical in there so I can come in and, and set up files and clean them up for people. But there's a lot of boilerplate. Those are a lot of my a la carte items that I offer. Mm-hmm. Um, on my website, I also have just very small packages that I offer to folks who are just a couple people, like 300 bucks a month, two hours a month. I'll get together with you. We'll have an hour long meeting and I'll just make recommendations or talk about, you know, what's happening, anything like that. And then aside from that you can do anything a la carte and that could be anything from gosh recruiting to um come in and help with my employee files to you know set up this management structure organizational charts things like that so kind of anything under the sun anything (laughs) hr related and you know it's just i get people on linkedin i I posted a newsletter a couple weeks ago that was like hey did you know that you can't whatever I said about putting something in an employee file, this guy had contacted me. He goes, no, I didn't know that. I'm going to need your help. I was yeah. like, I'll, but it was funny the way that he reached out. He's like, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't know that. So That's yeah, can my you bad. help? That's yeah. Awesome. My bad. Uh, didn't know that made me 
made me cringe. Yeah. So yeah, kind of anything, it's really anything under the sun and it's totally a la carte. Um, I work with, uh, several folks who are 1099 to me as well that mm -hmm. I trust and personally know sure. also certified. So, you know, if we need additional help there, mm -hmm. we, we reach out to them. So there's always somebody here to help. Yep. For sure. And what's that website? LNHRconsulting.com. Is that the best way for people to reach out to you? Yep, absolutely. There's several ways on the website to contact me. You can even click a button to call me on there, and it will call my cell phone. So perfect. Is there I'm a www before the. Do we still say that? Oh. Yes, oh. we do. We do because it's what 2004. <laughs> www dot 2004 called, and they want their www dot. So, so by, by the way, the, the reason why you say WWW is because you have then time to read ahead because reading is hard. Ah, got it. Well, you could go well, HTTPS colon, colon backslash. Slash, slash, That's too many yes. words. That's a lot of words. Slash, slash. Just so. use Google. You could. That's all you it could. takes. Yep. You can find me on LinkedIn too. All right. Yeah. Excellent. And your name is Laura Newbro. Newbro. Yes. All the way through the proper English spelling. All right. Yeah. I just want to make sure. It's I out cut there. it off when I order a pizza. It's N E W B R O. Right. You just, nobody needs the UGH when you're ordering a pizza. Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like yeah. No. GHs. Well, no. I Ross. I just call Ross. I'm like, hey, it's Lori. It's like, hey, you want the UGH? I'm like, yep. Cool. Be there in 20. <laughs> All right. Now we'll get back to my question. All right. That we ask everybody. I got high hopes on this one because you're a very uh, astute person. You well, have a mantra you. that Whoa. you live by. <laughs> I have a favorite saying that I have from Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel is my total idol, right? She was an entrepreneur. Did you know that she grew up in an orphanage? Mm, did did not. not know that, right? I did. Yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> That's amazing. So she, she always says that, um, let's see, I got to make sure I get it right. Cause I'm on the spot. Success is often achieved by those who do not know that failure is inevitable. And mm. I think that that's absolutely great, especially from an entrepreneur standpoint. Yep. You just, you, you keep going. You just go. You just go. Yeah. It'll be all right. Just keep going. And it's it's just about keeping your eye on the prize at the end, right? So I have that. That's something that I've always just found to be very inspirational. Mm -hmm. And I have in my office a poster of the Chanel Number no. 5 perfume. And I've had that. I, that was in my office at my last company, company before. Um, and it's super funny because as I was actually scheduling this podcast and somebody gave me for 2022 like a little flip a flip book to it's like a calendar flip book thing and it was really sweet she's like I thought that this might help you because you're going to have multiple clients and you're going to have to write down your hours and you know I don't have my own timesheet system which I'm always pushing on everybody else sure enough this week that quote I kid you not oh, wow. is right at the top crazy I believe we call that kismet <laughs> I believe we do. Shoot. We call it cray cray, but yeah, amazing, right? So yeah. it's just kind of funny. So that's just something that I've always just found really inspirational. And given the fact that I mean, she started out selling hats, hats. Wow. She invented the little black dress one hundred years ago. Holy Crazy. Do you know how many little black dresses I have? Seven. About 150. <laughs> but you're right. Tell off. my husband only seven. Yeah. He doesn't need to know about the 150 I have. Just hide him. I was doing the prices right, you know. Don't want to go over. Yeah, no, you don't want to go over. One dollar. How yeah. many uh, little black dresses do you have? I have zero. None? 
Well, I got rid of those. <laughs> that is wife knows. So. Yeah. so from an HR perspective, we can't tell you that you cannot wear a dress. So that's one thing to take into consideration. Of course. Yeah. Make sure that if you enjoy your dress, you may wear I don't it. have the legs for that. Well, I don't know. You have nice legs. Back in the day. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. Yeah. They're a little hairy. Can show it up at a full kill tomorrow. <laughs> hey, yep. I will. Well, I, I do. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I support that. All right. Yeah. We're going to have kill take. It's, it's wear, whatever, wear whatever you do you. You wear whatever you want. That's cool. There you go. That's what I tell people all the time. All the time I say, how is the employee's performance? That's it. Yeah. yeah. All you got to worry about. Are they contributing to culture? That's all you have to worry about. Mm. Nothing else matters. Are they doing something wrong? Nothing they, else matters. Their job? Nothing else matters. Nothing. Well said. Well said. All right. Excellent. I think we're about to wrap this one up. I don't uh, know. I any, think we should put a bow on it. got one more? Well, let's put a bow on it. But a besides bow. that, anything else you want to get out there that we haven't talked about? No, I think we've covered everything. I mean, that was a lot of HR talk. Yeah, so, a lot of fun. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. This was Absolutely. an awesome opportunity. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy having you on. Connor, anything else, buddy? Nothing else. I've enjoyed it. Shoots, my friend. I'm great. Good to see you. Yeah. Looking good. We'll be back next week. Whoa. Two weeks in a row. Channel. Whoa. Hey, Whoa. I, well, I'm not going to guarantee Listener counts going up. I'm not going to guarantee it, but. Geez, All right. You miss one week and they just bust your I balls. I know. I know. Document them. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to send myself an email yeah, right now. Do we, need a, do we need an HR representative for <laughs> the geologist? We actually should. All right. With that, that's a wrap, folks. Great job as always, boys and girls. Appreciate you being here once again. Adding value, making friends, that's what it's all about. Check us out at thegeoholics.com, www.thegeoholics.com. Yeah. 2004. Follow us on <laughs> our social media outlets by searching for The Geoholics. Download the Geoholics app from landsurveyorsunited.com. Don't forget, email us your answer to this week's trivia question to be in the running for uh, next week's prize, Led Zeppelin plug, rock and roll available everywhere. Thanks again to Laura for having great taste in music. Thank you. Please Appreciate it. Or our amazing friends of the program, such as Monson Engineering, every chance you get. As always, pay it forward. Add value, make friends. And most importantly, be safe and healthy, everyone. Thank you to our 2022 Friends of the Program, Advanced Geodetic Survey, AGSGPS.com, Airworks, airworks.io, Bad Elf, bad-elf.com, Cyanic Automation, getjobbook.com, Diamondback Land Surveying, diamondbacklandsurveying.com, Extreme Aerial Productions, extremearialproductions.com, Get Kids Into Survey, getkidsintosurvey.com. Mentoring Mondays, mentoringmondays.xyz. Monson Engineering, monsonengineering.com. Nettleman LC Prep, lcprep.com. North Star Surveying, northstarsurveying.com. ProStar Corporation, prostarcorp.com. Safety Apparel, safetyapparel.us. Topodot, new.certainty3d.com. And finally, Trimble Geospatial, geospatial.trimble.com.